All the talk, all the time. Carefully designed to stimulate the mind. This is TalkZone.com, Internet Talk Radio. It's time for Healthy Talk Radio. Healthy Talk Radio with Julian Whitaker, MD, America's Wellness Doctor, and Deborah Ray, America's First Lady of Health. Coming to you live from the headquarters of the Global Health Network and across the world wide web. <gasps> Computers can do that? It's America's longest running radio program dedicated to your health and wellness. What's taking place here is an alternative approach. Get in on the phone lines now by calling 1-800-307-3002. Now, here's Dr. Whitaker and Deborah Ray. Good day. Welcome to Healthy Talk Radio. I'm Deborah Ray. Well, the American Lung Association has a new Faces of Influenza education campaign designed to encourage you to get a flu shot. Who's their spokesperson? Actress Jennifer Garner. These people are very savvy marketers. It's our focus each and every week on men's health. America's wellness doctor, our resident medical expert, Julian Whitaker, MD, joining us today. We have another special guest joining us, pharmacist, clinical nutritionist, doctor of naturopathy, uh, Dr. Jim Laval, joining us today. We'll talk about supporting uh, prostate health for men with some some really interesting nutrition, uh, all that and more. Your questions about men's health, we invite you to go to the phone, pick it up, give us a call at 1-800-307-3002, right here on Healthy Talk Radio. Now, the news and views about the news you won't hear anywhere else. The Healthy Talk Radio News Digest. Our mission to provide the healthcare news and views from credible sources that you won't hear anywhere else brings America's wellness doctor, Gene Whitaker, MD, to us today. Dr. Whitaker, hello and welcome. Well, I'm sure he'll be joining us uh, in just a moment. Um, wanted to share. Yeah, that was my cough button. Good morning, <laughs> Deborah. How are you? Well, I didn't know. I picked up uh, this morning's national newspapers. Today is World Diabetes Day. And with the what are we food, celebrating diabetes? We, I guess so. And of course, the FDA—is it coincidental? They're going to announce their decision about Avandia today, right. Dr. Whitaker. I just finished a newsletter article on the pro, on the uh, ups and downs in the treatments of diabetes, and it's diabetes—the one we're having today, Deborah—is a lifestyle problem. And when you start throwing drugs into the mix, it literally makes it worse. So uh, I'm not, it'd be interesting to see if they're going to let Avandia back on the market. Yep, yep. Their advisory panel voted 22 to 1 to keep it on, but with new, uh, stronger warnings, which, as you and I know from the statistics, uh, they're not often those black box warnings get overlooked all too often, Dr. Whitaker. Yes, they do. The interesting thing about the oral drugs with diabetes, Deborah, is that um, they generally all have these warnings that they cause an increase in major complications, increase in heart attack. They all carry warnings. This increases heart attacks, both fatal and non-fatal. And so I ask my patients, I say, listen, would you rather have mildly elevated blood sugar relative to the, the drug sugar you have with Avandia and less likelihood of dying of a heart attack or mildly lower blood sugars and a more likelihood of dying of a heart attack? And to some of them, they can't make a decision. Right. It's quite interesting, the mentality that people have about drugs, 
that uh, they have this idea that they do no harm when they do horrendous harm, and they are afraid not to take something that's going to make them worse. It does. It really is a study in in um, in psychology as much as it is in the science of the medicines. And an interesting uh, treatise uh, on the, the financial aspects of this. It, it just dawned on me just the other day. I was looking at some some recent research regarding a diabetes, and again they quoted the often repeated statistic that diabetes you know, costs this country just in direct medical cost 130 billion dollars a year. But they revealed, uh, and this is the first time I'd run across that, that 90 of that $130 billion is medication cost alone. $90 billion a year for diabetes medication in this country alone, Dr. Whitaker. And the medication makes the problem worse. I know, I know. Most of the time. It's absolutely insane what we're doing with this lifestyle problem. It's absolute. There was a my uh, professor uh, at Emory University <clears throat> uh, was the head of the endocrinology uh, department at the time, and in 1971 he stopped use of all of the oral drugs. Now here was a major teaching center that had stopped the use of all the oral drugs because in 1971 the University Group Diabetic Program came out showing that all of the oral drugs that were used at that time in a double-blind placebo-controlled multicenter trial actually increased virtually all of the complication rate and they even had to stop the trial before it ended. So he stopped all use of those of those drugs and he taught thousands of doctors who were treating literally millions of patients, of patients. Um, sophisticated ways to use fasting, to use diet, to use exercise. Um, and this was the conventional treatment center. And then he retired in 1992. And now Emory University and the uh, clinics there have all of the oral drugs right back on staff. And he kept them off for over 20 years. Good for him. Good for him. Well, speaking of this, this is interesting research that's published in this week's online edition of the journal Prostate from Duke University, Dr. Whitaker. They mm-hmm. took a look at prostate cancer tumor growth and diet and found it was cutting those processed carbs uh, that made a difference in insulin, which made a difference in prostate tumor growth. The conclusion was that a low-carb diet, particularly a low uh, a processed, refined carbohydrate right. diet. Yeah, low, actually, low starchy diet, right. Right, actually slows the growth of prostate tumors. And we could have assumed that from right. all the work right. we've done with fruits and vegetables and weight loss and exercise and vegetarian diet, but without a lot of the starches, have long been known to engender health from a, in a variety of different ways. And it's not surprising that it would slow down the prostate growth. Um, the use of these starches... Uh, is the primary reason we have such obesity in this country. We turned the country into a feedlot because now we're giving everyone these high starch, low fat. You see, they took low fat to their bosom back in the 70s, and everything became low fat. But they've uh, replaced that with starch. And you, this was not an increase in fruits and vegetables, which would have been fine. This was an increase in bread, white breads, uh, sugars, um, potatoes, pastas, and the country just turned into a feedlot. 
How do we fatten cattle? You fatten them with corn. So uh, humans are mammals, just like cattle. They respond to these increased uh, uh, starch diets, just like cattle do. And we are now uh, facing the biggest epidemic of obesity in the history of mankind because we shifted over to all these starches. Right, right. It's insane. And the conclusion of this is that the Western diet had the worst survival and the fastest growing prostate tumors. Oh, my goodness. Well, this is called the Healthcare Professionals Impact Study. I guess it was sponsored by Council for Responsible Nutrition. They found that 79% of U.S. doctors recommend supplements to their patients, 72% of them take them themselves, 82% of nurses recommend dietary supplements to their patients, and 89% of nurses personally use vitamin and mineral supplements on a regular basis. That's good. <laughs> that is very good. Why have things have changed? <laughs> it shows something under, uh, behind the eyes is working. Absolutely, because I'm reminded, oh gosh, it was uh, 2002, uh, a young man whose um, father, I guess, was instrumental in the American College of Cardiology's uh, annual program, decided to do a summer project. He was a high school student, and his project was, what supplements do heart doctors, cardiologists take, and what supplements do they recommend? And, of course, there was a wide dichotomy (laughs) between, you know, the vast majority of, of cardiologists raising their hands when asked, do you take vitamin E, do you take vitamin versus those who raised their hand back in 2002. You recommend it, right. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's fascinating. Well, this is uh, interesting. Uh, this is research um, um, out of Purdue University, and it relates to something we all do and I don't think we ever think of. You take uh, maybe a cup of tea, a glass of iced tea, and you squeeze some lemon in it. And, you th- and it, it tastes good, but you think, w- where did that come from? Purdue University has found that you add a little citric juice, whether it's from lemons or limes or oranges, to tea, and you boost the recovery of very important catechins to over 90%. (laughs) Just that little bit of citrus juice in tea, Dr. Whitaker. Now, um, does that explain the improvement in taste? Uh, I guess it does from from the standpoint that it improves the nutrients, well, that's well. That's an even more uh, vigorous reason to add tea to the to uh, add citrus to your tea. Yeah, yeah. And I never never thought to to you know wonder where that came from. But actually, citrus boosts tea's antioxidant punch. And I wonder if a couple of if a teaspoon of vinegar would do the same thing. Well, we'll have to get more money for more study for that one. That's right. <laughs> we'll be back. Our Men's Health Focus, we invite you to go to the phones, 800-307-3002. Your health care questions with Dr. Whitaker joining us today on Healthy Talk Radio. And now, the Men's Health Hour with Dr. Julian Whitaker, sponsored by Longevinex, the most advanced resveratrol pill for your good health. Our focus each and every week during this time all about men's health. Uh, we have a guest scheduled that we hope to have join us uh, in just a moment because there is um, an amazing folding amount of research uh, to back up um, interesting science-based nutrients as, that re- as they relate to immune system health. And, you know, whether it's prostate cancer, lung cancer, colon cancer, um, you know, men have a little higher incidence. What is it, one out of two men in this country will have the challenge of cancer in their lifetime, Dr. Whitaker? 
I would imagine it'd be one out of two would have the challenge at some time in their lifetime, but uh, with prostate cancer and with many cancers, they come very later in, late in life. So um, you're, you're still dealing with a pretty significant, uh, obviously a significant problem with cancer. It is best to, pre- prevent, to prevent it because the only therapy that I know that has a real predictable uh, success rate is Dr. Brzezinski's therapy with right. antineoplastons right. in right. Houston. Right. Uh, but yes, we need to pre- we need to prevent this scourge. But you're going through this, um, um, you know, on the basis of, I know a long-term friend of yours is battling prostate cancer and why there are many treatment options. You know, recent studies point out the fact that many men, you know, make a decision treatment for their prostate cancer challenge more based upon fear versus, you know, what the literature shows us, Dr. Whitaker. Oh, absolutely. And, I think a lot of the therapies that uh, don't work as they are expected to or as they are proposed to, uh, the decision to have those is made out of fear. If we take, uh, you know, I would estimate 90% of the heart surgery is unnecessary, and they would do better without it. I would, I would um, estimate that an even higher percentage of the cancer therapies don't work. But if you take those two therapies, what you what they have in common is that the patients that receive these therapies are afraid not to take them. Right, right. Um, you're not afraid not to have a facelift. You're not afraid not to have your hernia repaired. You make those kinds of uh, of uh, significant health decisions on expectations and understanding that you're likely going to be benefited. Um, and you're not afraid not to. But with these cancer and, and heart disease, people will do the most outlandish and dangerous and self-defeating things under the suggestion of a physician that he's afraid not to. So fear plays a major, if not the major decision, in the treatment of cancer. Well, you know, some of the, 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 the recent research that some of those treatment choices come with some risk uh, that may outweigh the, you know, the benefits for many. I'm specifically referring to there's been any number of studies, and I mean one after the other, just in the most recent weeks about a very popular um, uh, treatment approach for prostate cancer, and that's the hormone suppression. I think everybody mm-hmm. knows Lupron. <laughs> and we now find, uh, you know, Duke University said, well, it actually causes the prostate cancer to, to, to uh, spread. Another study showing, well, it really increases the risk to, to, uh, to heart disease. Another study showing it really increases the risk of, of bone thinning. Um, you know, any number of studies that speak to the fact that assessing the risk to the benefits is very important no matter what treatment approach, but particularly relating to, you know, you turn off uh, hormone produ- uh, production, particularly testosterone, you know, there, there's a reason why 20-year-olds, <laughs> when testosterone is the highest, don't have the most prostate cancer, Dr. That's Whitaker. That's true. Absolutely true. Um, the uh, treatment with the turning off the testosterone, you know, has obvious and really terrible side effects. And um, the treatment of these conditions should not have, uh, if they're really successful, shouldn't be a disease in and of themselves. Um, and I, I'm come back to Brzezinski. I went 
two or three weeks ago to his 30-year reunion where um, these were children with breast cancer, well, not breast cancer, these were children with brain cancers, severe brain cancers. These were women with severe breast cancers. They not only were uh, cancer-free for decades, but they were thriving. They had gone to college. They had they had raised families. There was this one young lady with her uh, two-year-old son on her hip at the microphone talking about what it was like when she was seven years old and the glioblastoma. And these, because Brzezinski found out the reason for the undisciplined multiplication of cancer cells, which is antineoplastons, which blocks this division, and that people that have cancer... You know, uh, their liver has not, is not making these defense particles sufficiently. And here, you don't have the side effects of treatment. Our paradigm of treating cancer, of purging the body, that's the, that's our paradigm. You know, war on the cancer, burn it, cut it out. But cancer is a systemic disease. This is why when we report on nutritional elements, that slow down the cancer, nutritional elements that prevent its occurrence. We're talking about how these nutritional elements are involved in the system of cancer prevention, not in the localization and the, uh, the, the toxic, toxic uh, removal of the, of the tumor, but the system. And if we had had a, uh, a paradigm, a belief, of a systematic approach to the treatment of cancer, we wouldn't be in such an abyss of failure as we are today. Death rate from cancers hasn't dropped appreciably in a hundred years. No, just about on a the per same. capita. Yeah, not one hundred. Not any benefit in a hundred years on a per capita basis of death rate from cancer, and in fact, it's going up moderately. Well, here to talk with us about some very interesting research, study after published study about um, uh, unique science-based uh, natural approaches to uh, immune stimulation is uh, a noted educator, a clinician, and industry consultant. He's a, a pharmacist, a board-certified clinical nutritionist, a, a doctor of uh, naturopathy. He joins us today as a consultant for American Biosciences to tell us a, more, a little bit more about uh, unique fermented wheat germ extract. You I know this. This, yeah. is, this is fascinating. Okay. And, and Dr. Jim Laval joins us today. Dr. Laval, thanks for joining Dr. Whitaker and me here today. Well, hello. How are you doing today? Nice hey, to- Jim. How are you? Doing good. Real good. Fantastic. I enjoyed our meeting down at Expo East. Yep, exactly. That's mm-hmm. right. So we heard more. Uh, in fact, uh, just about all the journals on a regular basis tell us more of the research uh, behind fermented wheat extract, which uh, people listening to us, Jim, might know better as Ave or Avamar. Fermented wheat germ extract for, for immune stimulation? Give us a little more well, insight, please. <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting because... Uh, I think we all know the value of once you ferment a food, when you look at traditionally, whether you look at yogurts or fermented sour, you know, to make sauerkraut, um, there's been a long tradition of fermentation creating uh, powerful compounds. Even garlic, when it's fermented, creates powerful compounds that, that uh, just eating raw garlic doesn't have. So this fermented wheat germ for me was very interesting because I got called in to go and look at it and was uh, taken over to, to Hungary and went and talked to actually Children's Hospital uh, in uh, Budapest and walked in and the head of oncology sat down with me and said, you know what, this is an exceptional extract. 
his data was beyond, you know, any type of questioning. This this doctor yeah. had just tracked everything related to in this situation giving this particular agent to children. And then subsequently, which got me really excited right away, was just seeing, wow, it's safe enough to work in children. And, of course, it would be safe because it's a fermented wheat germ. Well, the, the what really is behind this was that Albert St. Gorgie, who's obviously, you know, Nobel Prize laureate and, you know, you know, elucidated vitamin C, also was responsible or at least co-responsible for figuring out how cells make energy. Now, he had this thought that, you know, a particular compound could block the entrance of sugar into a cancer cell. Oh, Jim, we don't want to, we want to hear more. We don't want to miss a minute. Dr. Jim Laval joining America's Wellness Doctor, Julian Whitaker, MD, and me here today. 1-800-307-3002 is the number to join us right here on Healthy Talk Radio, our men's health segment. The information on Healthy Talk Radio may not represent the views of this network, this radio station, or its sponsors, but it might just be good for your health. Now, here's Julian Whitaker, MD, America's Wellness Doctor, and Deborah Ray, America's First Lady of Health. Our line's open. We always invite you to join us. Our focus on men's health and um, you know that sobering fact that one in two men in their lifetime will have a challenge of cancer. Joining America's Wellness Doctor and me here today is a very special guest, and we as always invite you to join us. 1-800-307-3002. He wears many hats. He has educated us many times. We've talked with him about his books. He's a terrific author, educator, and clinician, uh, pharmacist, clinical nutritionist, doctor of naturopathy. Uh, Jim Laval joining us today on behalf of American Biosciences, and we were were talking about. Um, you met with a, a cancer doctor, an oncologist in Hungary, and were, were telling us, and we cut you off midstream, Jim. Please continue. <laughs> oh, that's great. Now, I have to tell you, I was pretty, you know, I'm always skeptical, when, and I know Dr. Whitaker, you're the same way. You know, it's like your eyebrow raises up a little bit when you when you hear about things in the natural product arena until you get to, you know, research it and say, hey, is this the real deal or not? And so when I went to Hungary, I was uh, more suspicious than anything uh, and uh, that, hey, you know, let's see how good it is. But the reality was is that in addition to talking to this, uh, the, the doctor in Hungary that was the oncologist for pediatrics, I also talked to the head of head, neck, and throat surgery at uh, University of Budapest Medical School. Both of these physicians were very outspoken about how they felt this product impacted uh, their patients. And, uh, and I even got to interview patients. And a lot of things, when you look at the data, it's pretty encouraging because things like mucosal cancers, uh, you know, patients that drank Ave or Avamar in a five-year period had no reoccurrence in a study that was just reported. That's significant. You know, um, significant. patients with... Uh, you know, that are uh, pediatric, that end up, you know, getting what's called, you know, uh, febrile neutropenia, where they, they, they end up in a life-threatening situation. The chance of that happening was reduced 50% when they took Avamar versus the children that did not. And those are, those are life-threatening issues in those children. And so that got my interest up. And then we started looking at all the research, 100 published, or 35 published studies, a hundred clinical trials done, that's, you know, powerful. 
And, and I think when we start to look at how it works, I think it becomes a very powerful tool for people to utilize. And i got to tell you, in my clinical practice, what I did, when I came back from Hungary, I brought some back. And I actually, I had a, a, an osteosarcoma case. For those of you out there listening, I had an 11-year-old boy, an osteosarcoma case that was reoccurring. It meant that the cancer came back. He had had an amputation at the knee, and it had then become a metastasized lung cancer. Um, it, it metastasized to the lung, and they had to go in and blow them up. There was a technique they used down, I think, at St. Luke's Hospital. Uh, that they, they would take a needle, and they would blow it up. Well, I brought back Avamar for this child, and he was already done with his chemotherapy, and, and these little nodules would be growing every so often. And we put him on uh, Ave, and it's been three and a half years now. And that boy now is six and a half years, I think almost seven years out now, out past his diagnosis, which he's the only child in his class to have uh, survived. And he's got a girlfriend, got his driver's license, and he's had no Mets in three years. That's, and that's the interesting point. I know it's a long-winded story, but it's an interesting point about Avamar or Ave because Ave works to slow down or choke off the food supply of cancer cells. And what the research has shown is the more aggressive the cancer, the better it helps to choke that food supply out. Now, it has other mechanisms that I hope we get time to talk about as well. Well, Jim, before we get any further, let me, why don't you inform guests, including me, on how the fermentation process alters the wheat germ and actually how the fer- how uh, the wheat germ is fermented. I think sure. a lot of people hear this, but they don't really understand it. Go sure. Ahead. So you take wheat germ, and they what they do is they use an organism called Saccharomyces boulardii. So mm-hmm. it's a, you know basically a fermenting yeast, a beneficial flora actually that we actually use in practice, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, they ferm- so they Engage or they inoculate the yeast with the saccharomyces, and what happens is, is that in the fermentation process, a lot of um, L-positive lactic acids, of course, are, are formed. But in addition to that, what they were looking for was an ingre- you know an ingredient or a molecule called 2,6-dimethylbenzoquinone, so 2,6-DMBQ. And that was the, the compound that St. Gorgi had thought of that would interfere with the pentose sugar pathway or what's called the Warburg effect, which was another uh, Nobel Prize laureate, was, was uh, Otto Warburg, that you know showed how cancer cells fuel themselves through this fermentative you know, energy process. And so what happened is, is when you ferment wheat germ with saccharomycosis, and of course, they have some proprietary ways of uh, filtering this particular ingredient, so you can't just go do this in your own, you know, you know, backyard. Um, they are able to heighten the 260 MBQ. Now, the interesting thing is, when they tried to give just 260 MBQ or the the benzoquinone, it didn't have as powerful effect as having the fermentation medium in with the 260 MBQ. So there's something more to it than just that single molecule. It's a lot like drug therapy. You know, they want to isolate these drugs and give them to you, and they end up not having the same effect as when you use the whole, when you use the plant. And, and, uh, so this is a similar situation where they, you know, they ferment, create a compound. It is standardized so that it, they, they know the exact content of everything in it. 
And then they went on and studied it, not only in cell line cultures, but then in lab uh, animals, but also there are very nice human studies now that have been published using this particular compound, Ave, uh, and, and then have really been able to figure out what it does. Hmm. That's hmm. fascinating. Now, Ave is over-the-counter available, is that correct? Yeah, that's right. In fact, you can get it, I mean, health food stores carry it. So, I mean, you can get it in health food stores. I believe they can get it uh, through a 1-800 line as well, uh, so they can call that way. But I know a lot of the health food stores are carrying Ave. Is, are there any um, American physicians, particularly in the oncology group, that are using Ave? Uh, you know, they're starting to because it was presented at ASCO, you know, you, you know for the you know, American Society for Oncology. And uh, I know some of my colleagues that are oncologists, and in fact, I have one of my colleagues that's an oncologist, radiation oncologist. He sends people to us all the time for it because he's seen it work. He's interviewed my bone osteosarcoma case. And I also have a small cell lung cancer case, a gentleman that was refractory to chemo, that he's out now five and a half years, no progression with this cancer. Uh, and they're actually tracking him because of how, you know, how well he's doing. And then in addition to that, the Barrett Center at the, at, at University of Cincinnati, I've just started, I went and did an in-service and lectured all the oncologists and researchers there and presented the research on Ave to them. Uh, and they are very interested in it. So I believe that this is going to be the kind of product that um, may be able to get embraced because European oncologists, it's already a part of their medical paradigm. They recommend it as a medical food for a wide array of cancers. Interesting. We have a caller now, don't we, Deborah? Bill we sure from do. Pennsylvania. Bill is listening to us in Pennsylvania. Bill, you're on the air with Dr. Whitaker and Dr. Laval. Morning. Morning. Good morning. Uh, beginning of April, I started having a problem with my prostate, trouble urinating. Mm-hmm. By the end of April, it shut down completely. Mm-hmm. I was taking an emergency room, and I was diagnosed with a, a large prostate. Mm-hmm. I've had a catheter in since since then. Now they say my next option is a laser. How old are you? They want a laser. You know, uh, how old are you? Sixty-seven. Sixty-seven. Okay. Uh, and they and you had a complete shutdown. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Well, you know, you're going to have to uh, have that uh, prostate open, and the laser probably is one of the better options rather than the surgery, and certainly rather than taking out of the prostate. So if they can uh, laser it open, that would be fine. You can uh, take a lot of different things to keep it open and for to improve your prostate health. Flaxseed, ground flaxseed is excellent. It has some lignans in it that will help. This Ave might be quite helpful as well to help prevent it from getting cancer. Uh, there's certain products for saw palmetto that would be helpful. But, uh, you know, you've got to take care of the immediate emergency uh, now, and it's not really uh, reasonable for you to be walking around with a catheter. Yes, Anything to add to that, Dr. Laval? Uh, I, I, yeah, I, the other thing I'd say is get your vitamin D level checked because uh, a lot of times in men, if your vitamin D level is low, boy, that prostate will swell like mad. But I still think you need the the uh, procedure, just like Dr. Whitaker said, but just for future, make sure they pull a vitamin D on you. Where do you live? Pardon me? Where do you live? Pittsburgh area, Bill. Yes, sir. Pittsburgh, okay. 
You're in you're in pretty a uh, low vitamin D belt. You know, and you're in the upper latitudes. Uh, you know, snow. wintertime. You, <laughs> They've already right. had snow. <laughs> yeah, you, you're out with clothes on. So unless you're taking vitamin D by mouth, your your vitamin D level is is down very very low. So I, I would. Uh, I take two thousand. I use every. Every day. Oh, you well, do. I, I'd get it checked by blood because because uh, I'm in that Midwest belt like you are. I'm from Pittsburgh and live in Cincinnati now, and, uh-huh. and I got to tell you, most of our folks need more like five thousand or more uh, in, in order to get it built back up. Okay. And two thousand will barely get you there adequate. So you really should get that blood level checked, and that's an easy check on a lab requisition from your doc. Right. Pretty easy to do, and you got a good start. And all you need to do to get it up, if it's low. Is just to double that two thousand. Yeah, Vitamin right. D is just not toxic. Yep, that's right. Okay, okay. Look, look, do that. And what I want you to do, uh, Bill, is call us back after you've gotten your blood test for the vitamin D, and uh, let us know how you're doing because this, you, Dr. Lavelle is right. This very uh, uh, precipitous drop in vitamin D uh, or low chronic low vitamin D levels is uh, could be related to your prostate. Okay. Is there is there any danger in leaving the catheter in? Yes. Uh, uh, you know, a longer length of time, or. Well, yes. The danger is it will always uh, have infection. The minute you have something in the bladder, you're going to have infection. Now you have to have it because you're going to have to have uh, ability to empty your bladder. Right. But um, you know, you will always have infection, and the problem with that is. With always having infection, that's going to cause inflammation and scarring, et cetera, and it's going to make the uh, the problem more difficult to um, to remedy down the line. And you're pretty young, so you need to get an open passage without a catheter because you can't uh, expect you know a quality of life with a catheter uh, as you go through the next 10, 15, 20 years. Correct. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much. Ed. Yeah. Call us back. All right. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Bill, for joining us today. An open phone line at 1-800-307-3002. And as uh, Dr. Jim Laval mentioned, uh, if you want to read the research, and there's over 25 published studies or find out about the product location, there is an 800 number, which is 1-800-819-6560, 819-6560. And, uh, you know, Dr. Laval, your, your answer to, you know, to Bill Indicates that when it comes to you know any immune challenge, you know be it prostate cancer, lung cancer, or colon cancer, we want to use the best of all options. So, uh, in terms of, of fermented weed of, of Ave, can it be used in conjunction with other therapies as well? Well, that's the beauty of the research on Ave is that it actually shows heightened response when given. If you're going through, say, chemotherapy, for example, it actually shows a higher kill rate. Uh, when used in conjunction with chemotherapy, and all the studies that they showed, a dramatic drop in, in improvement, a dramatic drop in terms of mortality, an improvement in uh, cell kill rates. And so it's going to improve, you know, the way that the that if you are going to go through chemotherapy, uh, that, that it's going to improve its, uh, the results you're going to get. But even more importantly than that, it does other things. It, it, it reverses cachexia. So, you know, the one lung cancer case I had, I said, that I talked about earlier, right. he was a runner. And when I put him on it, and it was before it was really fully available here in the U.S., he put eight pounds back on. He was gone. And then I ran out of it for about eight weeks. He lost that weight. And so I think, and, and the thing about it is, is cachexia in malnutrition is what kills 40% of cancer patients. Right. 
This so you've got to get uh, their nutrition status right before anything else. And that's what I've been impressed with on using this clinically is that people do better. Their nutrient status is better, I'm sure, although I don't think it's been elucidated yet. It hasn't been figured out yet. But those those positive fermentations that you're drinking is probably acting somewhat as a probiotic and helping to restore beneficial flora, mucosal barrier integrity, so that you know people can get their adequate nutrition. Now, of course, we want them to eat better, get more whole foods, and my gosh, please don't eat the ice cream and cake that uh, most doctors are telling their patients it's okay to eat when they're going through their chemotherapy. <laughs> oh, well, we've got... I, I know the fermentation process has me interested. We advertise a product on this show that is a fermented, uh, uh, fermented uh, probiotic, which is very valuable. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm just uh, fascinated with how fermentation enhances the nutritional aspects of uh, many elements and brings out elements that are not normally there. We'll be back with more uh, callers. Uh, we'll be back with more of Dr. Jim Laval, Dr. Julian Whitaker joining us today at 1-800-307-3002. I'm Deborah Ray. Warning. Changing that radio dial can be hazardous to your health. So tear off that knob and lock it in on Healthy Talk Radio with Deborah Ray and Julian Whitaker, M.D., You'll be glad you did. Our men's health focus and joining uh, Julian Whitaker, MD, and me here today is Dr. Jim Laval. He has joined us to help us become better educated healthcare consumers in so many respects. Joins us today to talk about a recent foray to Hungary, reading the research, uh, working with a fermented wheat germ extract that has over 25 published studies. We uh, uh, mentioned an 800 number, which is 1 800 819. Six five six zero. Uh, the spelling for all of you who have called and asked is Ave, A V E, uh, short for Avamar, A V E M A R. Simply A V E M A R. Let's say hello and welcome to Judy. You're on the air with Dr. Whitaker and Dr. Laval. Judy. Morning, Judy. Hi. Thank you both for hey, taking my call. Um, because of my driving job and getting in and out of the car, I miss portions of your program, which are very frustrating to me. Well, just quit your job uh, and, and listen all the time, Judy. Uh, well, <laughs> I, I do the best I can, but when you've got to get out of the car on your job, you have to get out. How can uh, we help you? They, well, when I got back in at one point, uh, I heard Dr. Lavelle speaking something about lung cancer and a product that would uh, help a person, and, and somebody very dear to me is undergoing surgery for that today. And I want to be able to supply them with, uh, you know, something, some kind of help, some, something that would empower them or something that would help them naturally and nutritionally to fight this. Let me uh, give you some advice, okay? Okay. Dr. Lavelle, you can chime in as well. Um, <clears throat> first, when they, after the surgery, they're going to have to heal. Um, you know, if, they, if the physician will allow it, uh, bring them in some vitamins and minerals, some zinc and vitamin C. Uh, this will help with healing. Vitamin E will help to prevent uh, pulmonary embolus. There's a, a host of vitamins and minerals that can help. They'll be under stress. Uh, you could start the product that Dr. Laval is talking about now. That's called Ave. It's a fermented uh, yeast product which does have some activity against cancer cells. It's powdered. You mix it up in some juice <clears throat> or some water. And uh, that could be started as well if they will allow it in the hospital. If not, just uh, take down that telephone number that we gave out, 800-819-6560, 
and uh-huh. you could start this. You might want to investigate Dr. Brzezinski's uh, operation in Houston, Texas. Um, I don't have his phone number now, but I will have it before the before the hour. Um, and you could give him a call for a second opinion on what to do after this surgery. Uh, okay. But the Ave and the uh, and other nutritional aspects would be helpful. You got anything to add to that, Doctor uh, Lavelle? Well, I'll tell you what. Why I think Ave is appropriate. One, it's easy to swallow. It's in a liquid. You know, it's a powder packet. You put it into something. But it's interesting that the studies that they've done include that it. I mean, it's absolutely been shown. That lengthens the time to a reoccurrence after surgery or radiation or chemotherapy. And the other thing is... Well, we're going to have to leave it there and invite you to join us again. Our thanks to Jim Laval, our thanks to Dr. Whitaker. Judy, all the best. I'm never reminding you to live long, stay healthy.